and welcome back to SEMA's podcast, Y'all Ready for This, where we talk about all things emergency preparedness to help you and your family get ready for any type of natural or man-made disaster right here in Chatham County. This week, we are joined by state experts who are going to talk to us about the Office of Insurance Commission and all the fantastic work that they do, and also how you can be better prepared with insurance policies for this hurricane season. With me today, I have my co-host and our VISTA, Jada Cossey. Jada, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. As always, it's a pleasure. And our subject matter experts, as I mentioned earlier, are Joanne and Janitra. And I'm going to let them do a little bit of an introduction of, of themselves. They have an amazing career. I know Joanne has been there for many years at this point, and I have worked with her throughout my career at SEMA. So Joanne, I'd love to start with you. Tell us who you are and, and really what you do. All right. Hello, everyone. My name is Joanne Oney. I am the director of our Consumer Services Division with the Insurance Commissioner's Office. I have been with the, with the Commissioner's Office for 30 years, and I have always been in the Consumer Services Division. I started as an investigator and worked my way up uh, to now being the director, and I love uh, working here. We help consumers with all types of insurance issues, from small little easy questions all the way up to, you know, commercial issues or claims, uh, commercial claims questions. So we, we run the full gamut to help consumers in Georgia and we enjoy it. Wow. Ms. Janitra? Hello, my name is Janitra Tart. I am the property and casualty supervisor for the complaints analyst for the consumer services. I enjoy what I do. It is a great job assisting the consumers daily with any questions they have regarding their policies. Wow. And listeners, now you know why I did not want to introduce their titles. They are long. That is almost as bad as my title. Um, so actually, I'm going to be honest, that's, that's, that's so long. That's worse than my title. But thank you so much for introducing yourself, yourselves. We have a lot of experience in this virtual room right now. And I'm so excited for you all to answer some questions that we've been getting from our residents over the last couple of years. So let's get started with the basics. Let's hear why should people have insurance this hurricane season? Well, people should have insurance to cover their, their property uh, in the event of a catastrophic uh, event, disaster, because most people cannot afford to replace their property uh, and to find someplace else to live while their property is being repaired. They, they can't afford that. So for a nominal premium, you can insure a two or $300,000 home that if it's totally destroyed, your insurance company will pay you for that. And most of us don't have that kind of money to, uh, to pay for those things. So if you want to get your personal property replaced, uh, you, you want to get all of your things are redone, you need to have insurance to cover you. Okay, so what are some great things to look out for in your homeowner's insurance policy? Homeowners should review their policy annually. In that review, they should look at all deductibles applicable for losses. They should also look at their coverage A amount, which is the structure of the home, and coverage B, which is personal property. The review should also consist of knowing the special limits and exclusions in the property, as well as knowing if their policy covers additional living expenses, which is also known as ALE. 
With AOLI, it will pay the insured the increased amount that they incur in the event the home becomes uninhabitable due to a covered loss. Wow, okay, so I rent my home. It, I don't necessarily have a homeowner's insurance policy. So that question didn't really help me a lot, but is there something that renters can purchase that might help insure things inside of their homes? Yes, there are renters policies available. A rental policy will cover your personal belongings inside the home. You would just want to assess the value of the items and how much it would cause you to replace those items. And then you would determine there the coverage amount that would be most applicable to your items. I'd also like to add to that, that um, your rental policy will also cover your additional living expense. So if, you're, if the home is destroyed or you can't live in it due to the, a flood or maybe the roof caved in, now, the owner of the structure, of the apartment, of the home, they generally have coverage for the structure itself. But if you can't get in there, uh, then your renter's policy will pay for you to live someplace else. So it, it's great that if you're a renter, to have coverage just like homeowners have coverage on, on their property. Thank you. So a question that many may have is what is the National Flood Insurance Program and who should get flood insurance? Now, the National Flood Insurance Program, uh, it's a federal program where the Congress passed to allow homeowners and renters and business owners to purchase insurance to cover the structure and, and their personal property. Now, people should go to Smuts, Flood Smart. Dot gov. Sorry about that. Floodsmart.gov. They have a wealth of information about the National Flood Insurance Program. They have all kinds of information to, to direct you to agents to help you purchase uh, flood insurance. Um, it, it's a wonderful website. So please go there and it will give you all the information about who the National Flood Insurance Program is, how they operate, how you can purchase uh, your flood insurance. So please take advantage of that. Yeah, so it sounds like floodsmart.gov is a great place to go. Just additional information before we head to that website. Do you know of any specific requirements that you need to, to have flood insurance? And is it true that some companies or even mortgage agencies require flood insurance? Yes, um, there is a limit for uh, personal property or for personal homes. It's 250000 and for businesses, it's uh, 500000 there are a few other requirements. And once a storm is on the way, you can't purchase flood insurance because it goes in, it does not go into effect until 30 days after you apply for it. So you need to be proactive instead of reactive and go ahead and apply for it. Now, in order to purchase flood insurance, your community has to participate. And most communities in Georgia participate. And it's a, it's a program where your community has to show that they have done things to the infrastructure to, to, to kind of um, help with flood. You know, they're, they're doing things so that the roadways are, are proper, so that when water does come, it doesn't flood your area. But you can purchase flood insurance. You do not have to be located in a high flood zone area. Um, because all of us are subject to flood, just um, 
with just a little bit of rain, sometimes your home can be flooded and your homeowner's policy won't pay for that. So it, it's always a great idea to get that flood insurance. Well, that went right into my next question because my next question was, if I do not have a flood insurance and we do have a flood, will my regular homeowners or renter um, insurance actually cover me? So a regular homeowner's or renter's policy will not cover a flood. So it's very important that you visit the website floodsmart.gov and make sure you are properly insured before a loss occurs. Right. All of our homeowner policies, it, it specifically excludes flood. And now the way you can determine whether it's flood or not, your regular homeowner's policy will pay if the water comes from the top down. So if a tree hits your roof and water comes in through that opening and it floods your home, you will be paid for it. But if the water comes from the ground up, then that's flood. So just, just kind of think about that. Uh, but it is good to have that flood insurance. But if the water comes from an opening in your, in your roof, you're, you're covered on your homeowner's policy. Wow, what a nuance there. So that is that is something that I want all the listeners to understand because that's that's something that comes up over and over again. So if, if the water and the flood comes from the top down, your homeowners or your renters insurance could cover you. But if it rises and comes from the bottom up, wow, Joanne, thank you so much for explaining that. I hope that that provides some clarity for some of our listeners. My goodness, and I'm sure you've seen that before, which is yeah. why you know. Right, because usually in a storm, whether it's a hurricane or a tornado, uh, a tree falls, it, it causes openings, or if a branch hits your roof, then sometimes once the rain comes, then your home can be flooded. But, but that's coming from the top down, and we help people get those claims paid. Wow. Okay. All right. So I remember after Hurricane Matthew, um, there were some people that came to the insurance claims village that we did after Matthew trying to find their insurance companies because they found out that they could get money uh, because they evacuated. So their insurance company provided them or some lost power and therefore lost all the contents of their refrigerator or their freezer. And their insurance company provided them a check for reimbursement of those losses. What should you look for in your policy to see if that is something that you can do? Now, each insurance company offers different products. So what you need to do is look at your insurance policy under the section that's marked additional living expense. So go to additional living expense and under that heading, it will show a section that states you had to, if, if due to a civil authority asking you to leave and not making your home habitable, then they will pay the additional living expense. And that's what the hotel bill, the money to buy additional food, that's the category that that is paid under. Now, all policies don't offer that, but uh, some do. And as you, as you mentioned, after that hurricane, the, insurance, the consumers who had that policy, they were paid, but others who did not have that coverage Unfortunately, since their homes were not damaged, they did not get any assistance for uh, having to evacuate and live in a hotel until they could uh, be allowed back in. So we often hear horror stories at the hurricane or name storm about people having to pay extremely expensive deductibles. 
Why would someone's policy deductible change if there's a named storm? And what does that mean? Well, several years ago, um, after there were so many um, hurricanes and tornadoes, insurance companies um, started filing rules concerning their policies that they would have a percentage deductible once there's a named storm. So when the National Weather uh, Service provides a name of a storm, then that's when your new deductible kicks in. Now, if the storm is not named, because a lot of times we, we get uh, lots of wind or uh, uh, storms and they don't give them a name. Now, if they don't give them a name, then your standard deductible applies. And that's usually 500, 1,000, whatever you selected. But once, once it has a name, usually that percentage will be anywhere from 2% to 10%. And that percentage is of your coverage A amount, not of your, your claim. So if you have a $200,000 home and you have a 3% deductible, uh, yeah, then it's $6,000 will be your deductible. So before the insurance company will pay anything, you have to have at least $6,000 worth of damage. And we found in that past storm that people had 10% deductible. So if you have a you know, $400,000 house, then they won't pay anything until it reaches over the $40,000 mark. So that's why we stress that it's so important for you to read your policy, know what you have purchased. And when you get those deductibles, you do get um, a small decrease in your premium, but it's, it's not worth uh, the small decrease to have those large percentage deductibles. So just make sure that you're talking to your agent and you know exactly what you're purchasing compare the, the premiums before you just agree to those high deductibles. And I know that you're speaking from experience there too, Joanne. We have seen it time and time again. I think back to Irma in 2017, where the whole state was affected in some capacity. I know that that really wreaked some havoc uh, in our community and, and across the state of people just not understanding their policy and what they had agreed to pay. That's right, and a lot of people think that those percentage deductibles are just for the folks on the coast. It's not. It's some people inland have those same deductibles. So you're right. Those hurricanes affected not just the coast but inland. Those uh, consumers realized they had percentage deductibles also, so they were kind of devastated too. And you know, it doesn't affect our area as much, especially along the coast, but they've started naming winter storms and other types of storms. There was winter storm Grayson a couple of years ago, and that really caught a lot of people off guard that they could start naming things other than hurricanes that would make that policy go into effect. Very interesting stuff. All right, another question that we get all the time, Joanne. I know you did a live event with us a couple of years ago and this same question came up, but there's so many, so many questions about how it would work. Let's say you and your neighbor both have insurance on your homes. Your neighbor's tree in their yard during a storm falls on top of your house and damages your house. Who calls their insurance company? Who pays for it? Is it your homeowner's insurance or your neighbors? Give us the answer. All right, so in that scenario, usually both parties will contact their insurance companies because in order, even if it's your neighbor's tree, if the tree is a live tree and it failed just 
due to an act of nature, you know, the, the ground was saturated and the wind blew and it blew the tree over, but it was a live tree. Then your neighbor did nothing that was negligent. And, and that's where that coverage comes from. It would be paid under their liability portion of their homeowner policy. So liability hinges on negligence. So if the homeowner did not know that there was an issue with the tree, they, they do not become liable. So your homeowner policy would pay. But if the tree were dead or diseased and the neighbor knew about it and you had put them on notice and they knew that they should remove that tree and they did nothing to protect you, then once it falls and hits your home, then their insurance company would pay for that, the damages that it caused. But it all hinges on negligence and whether they knew that uh, that tree was was dead or diseased. Oh, these okay. trees in Chatham That's County, Joanne. <laughs> <laughs> so, is there anything else that you like to mention about insurance that our listeners would benefit from? Uh, yes. Um, again, we just want to repeat again that consumers need to read their policies. If you don't understand what you've purchased, talk to your agent, contact our office at 1-800-656-2298 and speak with one of our staff members. We'll be glad to, to go over the coverages for you. Or if you have an issue, file a complaint and we'll help you work through it. And now one part of insurance that people don't talk about much is life insurance. Unfortunately, in some of these instances, when a catastrophe hits, we, we lose lives. We, we saw that in a few of the, the hurricanes that have come through recently. So it's good for you to talk to your agent about life insurance because if, if the breadwinner of your household is unfortunately killed, then you need to have insurance that will you know, can help your family to continue and to, to put them away properly. So think about life insurance too. When you're, when you're assessing all of your insurance needs with your agent, that should also be on your list to review. Janitra, do you have anything? Yes, like you said, just stressing, reading the policy, understanding your coverage, so that in the event that the, you do experience a loss, you are covered properly and there's not um, confusion and not the adequate coverage. Right. Wow. So. As always, Joanne, a wealth of knowledge. Ms. Denitra, I loved getting a chance to chat with you too and having your experience. If you are looking to fill some shoes, I know Ms. Joanne's are very large that you can fill. Um, she is a heck of a role model to have. So I hope that you will continue to take in all of the energy that she brings and all of the fantastic work that she's done. And, and it's going to be awesome. I love it. All right, so thank you guys so much for joining us today. Jada, thank you for joining and helping make this possible. Listeners, be sure to tune in next week when we talk with Lee Harold with Occupational Safety, Risk Management and Disability Services about heat safety and making sure that you are safe this hurricane season, but most importantly, this summer, because it's hot out there. Until next time, we'll see you then. Bye guys. Bye. Bye.